like six putters, six mid-range, six fairways, and six drivers. That sort of thing. Wow. That's that, cool. That it, Or if I'm working on specific things, I'll just bring a couple of those. It just really depends. Yeah. But. Well, I listened to your advice, either from last episode or the episode prior, and I have, uh, and I think I stated in the episode, but I'll restate one more time. I was totally the guy who would get out and for my field work to start ripping high-speed drivers off the bat. Mm-hmm. So I've now started bringing putters and mid-ranges out and, and warmed up. And check this out. You'll be blown away. The last two times I've gone to do field work and throw, didn't even bring a single high-speed driver. That's I'm super impressed. Like, I, I, I'm like proud Papa over here right now. <laughs> I think he's tearing up. I think he's going to miss you right now. What's up, disc golfers? Welcome to episode 16 of the Disc Golf Podcast. I am Robin. Alongside me, my wonderful host, Joe. Say hello to everybody. Hello to everybody. <laughs> Another awesome week in disc golf. Just went by. We had some great video. We had some great tournament action. We had all kinds of exciting announcements. What did you do this week? I, You know, so this uh, past weekend, I actually played disc golf, which was awesome. I'm That's very accurate. happy that I did. Because I think I, I was on like a, a week uh, unplanned hiatus. Yeah. So it was nice to get back out. Uh, we had a good round. We took uh, your little man out. Uh, so two weeks ago or three weeks ago, we went out with Robin's son and my son. Uh, so my guy's almost three and he basically, when I was like, all right, we're going to go disc golfing this morning with, with Robin and, and Des, he was like, dad, I already did that. <laughs> I've, I've gone disc golfing. I, I'm not going to go. My son's the exact opposite. If, if we were at the door getting ready to leave and I was like, oh, sorry, Des, it's just me going disc golfing today. I probably, you probably would have heard the tantrum. Right. Right. Well, see, my son just has, like, such formed opinions now that... And also, so my son, when we went, had zero strollers, so we hiked a full, almost 18 with him, uh, and he basically, I'm sure, was like, no, I'm not, I'm not into that hike. Yeah. So I think the next plan is to, one, get, a, like, an off-road stroller for my toddler, and two, is just to tell him that we're going to go hang out with Uncle Robin, and then we'll be fine. Yeah, Joe's son actually hiked... What sixteen holes? Yeah, all all on his own, which is yeah. that's pretty amazing for a for a nearly three year old. Yeah, totally. No, he did. I mean, and for what it was, he did an awesome job. Yeah, but I definitely know he needs uh, more stimulation and less walking, and we'll be we'll be good to go. So yeah. we're, we're gonna get a we're gonna get a, an off road stroller for him, and we're gonna give it another crack. But regardless of that, we had a great round this last week, if nothing else, because we played disc golf. Yeah. It was, it was great. We played pretty well. Fairly well. Yeah. Yeah. Not too bad. Better than we we're, have for a while. So. And we've been we've been trying out. We have lots of new plastic that we're reviewing for you guys. So we've been cycling in some of those discs as where, well. Where did we get that new plastic, Robin? We got it from Infinite Discs, which has been kind enough to send us the discs for our next, I think, five or six tier reviews. Yeah. And uh, our disc and beer review segment that we do every week. And we are in turn giving those back to you, and we are very excited to announce that we have a winner of last week's disc, the uh, y- Richard Wysocki Richard. S- Signature. The Richard S. Wysocki Esquire. Hey, his name's Richard. Well, I know. I was, I was <laughs> just making a, a funsy. See, like almost like a Bill and Ted's thing. It's almost like Wayne's World, but very different. But we have the uh, Ricky Wysocki Saki Bomb Signature Compass that we reviewed on last week's episode. Opto Compass. Great disc. 
and uh, we have a lucky winner to announce, which is Marty Ickes. 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 I is I believe how it's pronounced. Yeah, and he is um, on Instagram. He's rock thrower addict. Yeah, his handle on Instagram is rock thrown addict. Thrown other. So pretty pretty ironic that he's going to get a mid range disc when he's obviously firmly a rock thrower. Hey, but but listen, I. I don't even know. I think I was quote unquote addicted to mid ranges for a while. I mm-hmm. think I've gone through many iterations that I've decided like this is what I throw, and then I've slowly uh, succumbed to the will of Robin and uh, mainly a buzz is probably my main mid range. But I've I've thrown rocks. I like them. I really like the compass. Basically, Joe got tired of me looking at him sideways when he would throw other mid range discs. Pretty much. No, I went through like a big phase with um, Vibram with like Ibex and Obex. Yep. Which is still like super cool. Like check them out. Yeah, I, I like both of those discs. I just feel like, yeah, the, the stability wasn't there for me. And I think one. that's what Vibram does best personally is is those mid-ranges and putters. Uh, the, the drivers, yeah. not so much, but the... Hey, I carry a track. Yeah, but the Ibex, the it's Obex, roller, and, the, and the, the track fairway, the track's a great disc. Totally. But yeah, those are fun. And but yeah, always so, cool plastic. Like you see all this dyed plastic from various. Companies. Oh no, it's it's and, the coolest looking like and Vibram disc with the their box. with their rubber uh, plastic pa- or rubber patterns that they get in mm-hmm. their in their um, molds is really great. Yeah. So, but thank you to everyone who submitted. We really appreciate it. Um, and the cool thing is, like this isn't a one off thing. So we're gonna do our best. At least we know with all of the infinite disc stuff that they're they're throwing us for free we're for sure going to turn that all over to you and and the hope is that every week we're going to give something out yeah um but like i said at least we have actually even with this included we have another five weeks at least that are for sure Mm -hmm. ready to roll um but the other piece that really helps us and helps our relationship with infinite discs if you're buying something use our promo code which is dg podcast uh when you and you'll get 10 percent off your entire order so, which is great. Yeah. So it, for those of you that didn't win this disc, go buy it, get 10% off, or get something different. Totally. So. And let us know what you think. And, and as always, um, I don't know if we pointed it out in the last couple episodes, submit deer reviews. So that's another way to get discs for free, aside from our kind of like lottery stuff that we show up on uh, our social medias. If you give us a deer review that we <clears> end up using... Uh, that's another way to, to get free plastic right and off the bat. We have two of those currently we logged do. that are coming up in the next few and we weeks. Have, we have the discs in our possession. We just, once we review, mm-hmm. we will uh, turn either those discs or other discs that we've gotten over to those listeners. So, and then the uh, disc from tonight's episode, we will also be doing a giveaway contest for as well. So Right, and, and we'll tell you later, mm-hmm. but it's actually going to be like a bonus giveaway. Yeah, we will. Yeah, how was your? I believe they call that a tease. Oh, we're learning. I think it's we're learning. I listened to the radio earlier. I learned some cool stuff. Well, that's what happens when you're an old man like me and you listen to sports talk radio. (laughs) Uh, And and the reason is one, I really like sports, but two, um, music on the radio just doesn't work for me. (laughs) That's also something I learned this week. We went to go play disc golf, listening to uh, the radio in your car. Mm -hmm. We quickly realized. That uh, when we used to listen to music on the radio, that was 
15 years ago. Yeah. And uh, radio changes what they play. We drove my <laughs> as wife. time goes by. <laughs> we drove my wife's car out to disc golf because it's way more baby friendly. Oh, yeah. Than, than, uh, than mine. And so, you know, neither of us had the, the Bluetooth connection set up in there. It was paired to her phone. So we just turned on regular radio and realized that we were old right, men. Right. Cranky old men. Pretty much. I think. I've known that for a while. I've, <laughs> I've been that guy for a long time. Uh, I, I'm probably like five years deep into sports talk radio because I didn't want to listen to music on the radio anymore. But uh, yeah, I had a great week. I we played disc golf with you, obviously. I've been practicing a lot at home, too. Doing uh, doing a lot of driving yeah. work and form work. And, and well, and it paid off, I think, this weekend. I think that's what we kind of saw of with our... With our with, of course you're throwing putters. <laughs> Hey, it works. So when you do field work, mm-hmm. how many, <laughs> what's your ratio like drivers to putters? I, I typically, it's even. I, I'm typically bringing like six of each because I like to throw in, in like six or sevens. Um, that way, for one, so I don't lose a bunch of discs in the field. Right, right. Um, so, you know, like six putters, six mid-range, six fairways, and six drivers. That sort of thing. Wow, that's that, cool. That it or if I'm working on specific things, I'll just bring a couple of those. It just really depends. Yeah. But. Well, I listened to your advice either from last episode or the episode prior, and I have, uh, and I think I stated in the episode, but I'll restate one more time. I was totally the guy who would get out and for my field work just start ripping high speed drivers off the bat. Mm-hmm. So I've now started bringing putters and mid ranges out and and warmed up. And uh, check this out, you'll be blown away. The last two times I've gone to do field work and throw, didn't even bring a single high speed driver. That's I'm super impressed. Like I, I, I'm like proud Papa over here right now. <laughs> I think he's tearing up. I think he's getting misty right now. Now, now, listen. You and I we threw today actually for a little bit, and I uh, knew there were some high speed drivers in my office, and like the itch was there, but I didn't really want to waste the time to. To uh, leave the practice grounds to go get some high speed drivers, mm-hmm. so I I fought the the demons off and yeah. and didn't go get them. Well, and the disc we were testing out was not a high speed driver, so that wouldn't have done. I guess it, it is. I mean, is it technically? A, it technically is, but yeah. in my mind, I talked about this before. Uh, it doesn't live in my world of high speed drivers. Yeah, like I actually I split my bag up uh, between mid range putter, driving putter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fairway driver and high speed driver, and usually if it's like ten speed or below, it sits on the fairway side because that's just gotcha. the way I think about it. Uh huh. So yeah, this disc lives in that world. Yeah, I I can see that. So we really have been spending quite a bit of time in the field because we have these discs that we're reviewing and we want to make sure that that we've thrown it enough to really you know be confident in our opinions of the disc. So there's been a lot of that lately with the uh, with the discs for our reviews currently and, and future that we need to get a feel for and and really you know get a get a formed opinion about, yeah. about how they throw. So we've been doing a lot of that, which has been fun. Totally, and, uh, oh, it's so helping, I mean, listen, the game. Usually you get like one disc at a time to try out, yeah. right? Like I, I'm I rarely when I buy new plastic do I buy more than like three at a time, and usually. One of them is new to my bag, and the other two are to like start mm-hmm. layering in. So for Infinite Disc to hook us up and get us like five at a time, and I think we even had a couple on the way on our own before that. So we have like six or seven brand new discs that mm-hmm. we're getting to check out, and it's 
pretty awesome. Not to mention recent splurges that I just couldn't resist. And yeah, buying, that's mostly you. Like the DDX, the PDX, and <laughs> and a couple other things. And too. like probably thirty putters that we don't know about because they're putters. Maybe, possibly, possibly. I don't. You know, though, one of the most recent ones I got was the is the Westside Discs Harp. Which they call a a putter slash mid range, and it really to me in throwing it, it behaves completely like a mid range. Well, like we'll I, talk about that more when we do a deer review. I don't it. consider it, but that was great disc. Check out the harp. Another in in honor of Ricky Wysocki's recent dominance and us giving away the compass. You should also probably check out the harp. Yeah, and so. like I said, it, like that will be an upcoming episode too. Yeah. I'm sure. Um, but yeah, check it out. Yeah. So we've got a great episode ahead for you. We have uh, we've got the recent tournament action to talk about, both the past tournament over the weekend, which was the uh, St. Jude Charity Classic, uh, and then upcoming, we've got the European Open, the Fort Silicon Open, a few other A-tiers, some, some big tournaments that we'll talk, out, talk about coming up next. Uh, we've got our deer review, which is our disc and beer pairing review that we do every week, our world-famous disc and beer pairing which is the pro discus rocket yeah which is a distance driver of theirs a stable distance like driver. i say I, it's, it's a nine speed so i call it a fairway but it's really yeah. a distance driver technically yes distance driver so uh we've got the pro discus rocket which neither of us had ever even seen let alone thrown before so that that was right very interesting for us to check out and we paired it with red rocket ale from bear republic brewery who we should also mention is amazing and will be giving you discs that they sent us. They're giving us beer. Yeah. Um, which is amazing. And and they also gave us discs that, like Robin said, we're going to turn over to you. So. Uh, so check out Bear Republic. So I'm going to give you a peek behind the curtain. So a lot of times we either want to, there's a disc that we really want to review. And we'll try and figure out a beer to go with it. Mm-hmm. Or we'll just see something new and know a beer right off the top of our heads yep. that will go with it. So I definitely knew that Red Rocket existed and uh, saw a rocket and went, done. Yeah. There's a disc, a deer pairing. Makes perfect sense. And a, a slightly beat off the beaten path disc. So not something you see, right, see right. every day, especially around here. Right. And I'm that's sure... what we want to bring to you. We don't want to do... All Innova or all Trilogy mm-hmm. or all Distance. We want we want to mix in the mid and the fairway, and we want to hit all the brands. So we actually even have some Daredevil discs coming up. Yeah, a couple of them. Canadian brand. Yeah, totally. So uh, we've got a few of that. So uh, that that was great. It was fun to, to check out a brand that, you know, I really only had seen and, and thrown a few other Pro Discus uh, I don't models. Think, I so. don't think I've thrown anything so Pro Discus until great. this. So those two, we got the Rocket and then Red Rocket Ale that we'll review. Um, and then we'll discuss how you can win the Rocket along with another disc that Bear Republic Brewery sent us with their uh, custom stamp on it. We're going to pair them together and give out two discs at the same time this week. Right. Which yeah. sounds like twice the fun. And we might even tell you about something cool that CCDG has up. Yeah. That, that'll probably happen too. We will, as always, if we see things out on YouTube or in social media or in disc golf world that you need to see, we'll let you know about it because it's great. Yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, so, I've said before, that's Robin and I, that's, yeah, we have children similar age and we grew up together and went to school and all that stuff. 
75 to 80 percent of our conversations about things we see on social media that pertain to disc golf yeah so it's just our wheelhouse there's a lot of hey did you see that oh yeah and it's usually like yeah but remember this part <laughs> oh we're fanboys <laughs> i was like i think so but i'm also really tired and well that's because you have a infant yep and we, toddler going going on uh, into into week five now infants still don't Are, sleep much. They're, they're still infants yep they're still infants so for those of you expecting children out there just i think you know you just got to press through these first two months and then totally worth it then it then it gets there and then they grow up and they throw discs and it's amazing I know our kids are gonna be so much better than than we are. It's there's there's not a chance that that it won't be in the next like I'd say fifteen years that that our boys will be so much better at disc golf than we ever were when they're in well, like we, their we late played, teens. We played different sports. Like in my peak, like uh, physical ability, like when I was in my best shape ever, I didn't even know what disc golf was. Yeah. Like when I was a junior senior in high school, like. That's like that was my peak fitness level. I wish I knew about disc golf. Mm-hmm. Oh, so these little guys get the chance to know it from from very young age, which is incredible. If you have children, get them out disc golf. Yeah, it's it's really awesome to see them out on there on the course. And Rob will start giving you pro time. tips about how to take young toddlers yeah. out. <laughs> I can do that. I, I'm reasonably good at it's, it. Hey, it's working. I would say first of all. Start out at this way. If you've got a young child at home, like, you know, that's less than a year old, that you can't really take out disc golfing just yet, just start putting a lot of weight in your stroller and start pushing it up rocks and, like, hills Ooh, and stuff good call. on a regular basis just to get yourself in that sort of shape for when you're on the disc golf course so you don't, like, tire yourself out. You know what? You know, I that's here, it. this is a great this is a pro tip right here. Exercise. Uh, no. <laughs> Whoa. Do you know who I am? I think I talked about this last week. Uh, just... Pile the discs in the bottom of the stroller. Yeah, yeah, that works. And if you have, like, say, two 22-ounce beverages mm-hmm. in, like, the drink holders of said stroller, like, that's a good chunk of weight right there in itself. Yeah. I mean, granted, the weight will be slightly less on your way back because, well, one, the 22 ounces will reduce to the weight of glass. Yeah. And two, if you really pack... Lots and lots of discs. Come on, you're gonna forget about one. You could also like take like a black trash bag and line the bottom of of the stroller, and then put like ice and whole bunch of beers in there. Oh man, just make it like a party. We've been doing everything wrong. <laughs> no, what am I doing? What am I doing? Keeping my discs at the bottom when it could be. Oh, you know cooler. what else? Bottle keepers. Yeah, those are great too. Bottle keepers. Yeah. But uh, what better way to keep this moving along is to talk about the disc golf action that we had over the weekend at the St. Jude Disc Golf Charity Invitational, which was uh, um, in Seaside, California, which is, uh, you know, on the central coast of of California, North Santa Cruz. Um, So very close to everybody that played the Masters Cup in in, uh, San Luis Obispo, I'm sorry, in Santa Cruz. I don't know what the heck I'm talking about there. We, we know where you're going. We're fine. <laughs> in Santa Cruz. So a lot of the same people that played that uh, played, with the exception of Paul McBeth, who was sitting out uh, this tournament. I believe he needed a little extra rest to, For his back, to yeah. work on his back. He it also, sounds like maybe his knee, too. Yeah. He also is heading off to the European Open, which, uh, which we'll talk about after this tournament. Yeah. Upcoming. Um, so we did picks last week, too. We, we did. Uh, and I am proud to announce... That all three of my picks actually played in the tournament. Yep. 
So I'm I'm already doing better than Joe, I did last Joe week. Joe nailed that part of it. And, and besides that, I did I did pretty well. Yeah, you did. You did. So Joe, tell us who you picked. For- I believe I went I believe I went Sexton 3 Dos 2 Waisaki 1. Okay. And uh And what did you pick? Uh, did I- didn't I already talk about nope, it? Nope, you didn't. I think I already nope, said it. Nope, you I didn't. Feel, Listen, I, I need redemption from last week. <laughs> what were your picks, Ryan? So I picked uh, Nate Sexton to finish in third. I picked Will Schustrick to finish second. And Ricky Wysocki to finish first. Yep. So, and... Listen, I think... Um, so, uh, Schustrick put up on Instagram a picture that he scored his first round wrong. Yeah, he did. And then had to take a two-stroke penalty for signing off on a wrong score. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say, which is a three-stroke swing, right? Right, because he would have been yeah. Um, so he, yeah, so he wrote it down wrong. He actually uh, threw one down from what he signed yeah. off on. He scored a fifty-nine technically, and he wrote down sixty. Right, and then got a two-stroke, so and at sixty-two, so three-stroke swing. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb, and this is for your benefit, and say that got in his head, and kind of just threw him off. He was bummed about it, and maybe had he thrown that fifty nine the first day and did it the right way, that maybe he would have finished in. Yeah, well, fifth. He, but but at the same time, <laughs> only even if you gave him those three strokes back or took those three strokes away from his score, he still would only been in seventh. And, well, I'm saying I'm saying it mo- was more in his head. Yeah. For the next two rounds, I hope not. And that's what He's, happened. I was, you know, I've been waiting for Will Schustrick. He's such a good player, and I a couple of times this year I've been like, when is Will Schustrick going to show up? And I would really like to see it sometime soon. He's such a great player. I like watching him. He's one of the 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 best driving players out right, there. Right. Yeah. The yeah. Yeah. And I think that he kind of gets um, because he hasn't been in the top for a while. You forget about how much of a bomber he is. Mm-hmm. You know, you always you're it's always like the Lazat Macbeth. Like mm-hmm. those are the guys who yeah who really bomb and and he kind of gets lost in that shovel just because yeah. he's not. Finishing in the top, mm-hmm. but yeah, dude. Yeah, so we'll see. He's going to be playing in his home state of Tennessee. Maybe he can this week. Maybe he can get things right out there. Uh, so how did it actually turn out? Joe actually did pretty darn well. So I got, I got, I got Waisaki one, which yeah, which we kind of, especially without Macbeth there, we kind of realized it was a foregone conclusion. He only won by one stroke, which was surprising to me. Well, he had a garbage first round, and he then did. it was like, and then he shook off the rest, and he was like, yeah. oh, we're actually competing. I think he probably went in thinking it was like a fun, charitable event. Let's do some silly things. Something, but yeah, that was a little surprising to see him. I thought that it was a, he was a lock to win by six strokes, you know. Yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah. So, we talked about it as a foregone conclusion. But I think another, another piece... We both picked him to win. Um, so, there were two people who finished in second. Um, one was my pick, Nate Doss, which was awesome. The other one was Jared Roan, who yeah. I think three years back, two years back, won... The, uh, the college the collegiate, collegiate world championship. World championship. Mm-hmm. And he came out really strong after that. <clears throat> yeah. And I feel like I even had a conversation with you within the last like three or four months of like, what happened to Rome? Yeah. Still playing. He is. He is. You know what though? But he was also an elevation guy. So I'm wondering if he finally now has been able to kind of dial into playing at sea level. Mm-hmm. Um, be, I mean, it's, it's a huge difference. And we've talked yeah. about it in an earlier podcasts. 
throwing at elevation versus sea level is, is totally different. Yeah. You know, the discs that are your consistent, <clears throat> stable discs are rollers when you get down to sea level. So maybe he's just dialing in where he is now. But it's really, I was really happy to see him place because I hadn't seen him on a yeah. lead card for a long time. Yeah, yeah. So Joe's talking about stability at altitude. In, in discs and mm -hmm. basically when you go up in altitude your discs become more stable you go down in altitude they become less stable yeah so if you if you have a disc at at sea level that is very understable and flips and rolls over when you get up to five or six or seven or eight thousand feet uh it's going to be very stable and you're gonna have trouble turning it so but yeah it it was good to see him him play well and nate doss also that's awesome I knew he would. You know, as soon as backyard, you did know. I mean, I knew he would, so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I kind of like called it on last podcast, but. I can just, the, the brag is just melting the microphone. Nate, hit me up. <laughs> so. Please. Joe did well picking, he, you had uh, Nate Doss, you picked Nate Doss to finish second, did you not? I believe so. Or was it third? Might be third. Maybe okay. I, maybe I fought well, him he, and Sexton. He, he tied anyway, for I, second. I called it, I put him in top three. Which so, Ricky Wysocki finished in first place, and then Jared Roan. And Nate Doss uh, tied for second at 14 under. Ricky Wysocki won at 15 under. Then we had Nicola Castro. Just like a tale of two weeks. If I I know, him. I was like, I you was know, like, like, you should have. He was like, he was in the doghouse for me after the after the Masters Cup, and I should have just stuck with my gut. But well, you uh, have a chance to pick him again. Uh, yeah, I I guess something like that. But uh, Nicola Castro finishing at 13 under and in fourth place. Jeremy Colling in fifth place at 12 under. Nate Sexton, who I picked uh, to finish third, finished in sixth place at 11 under. Uh, Philo Brathwaite at 9 under. Avery Jenkins. That was for you, Spence. Uh, Avery Jenkins, uh, Drew Gibson, and Eagle McMahon finished at 7 under in a tie for eighth place. So, um, and then after that, you got Bobby Music and uh, Peter McBride and Will Schustrick finishing at 5 under. Um, but if you in eleventh place. But I also want to just shout out in the top twenty. Mm -hmm. So uh, people who cashed out were James Proctor mm -hmm. and Lewis Bittney, who are both local players to us. Mm -hmm. So I just want to give them a little, little two to the horn. And then poor Steve Rico, he had a rough go of it out there with finishing with a plus three. That's when's the last time you saw him finish I don't know. above par? Ah, that's crazy. I I wouldn't have guessed that at all. So, uncharacteristic for Steve Rico, who is typically solid. But I, I do want to also point out that, um, to combat him not being in the top three, Sexton was the number one uh, fundraiser Good for, for St. Jude. So, he brought in the most money to that charity. So, mm -hmm. I feel like that probably puts him in the top yeah. three, like, just because of that. So, sure. I probably, like, I'm three for three. <laughs> just saying. I'll take anything I can get. I pick Sexton, too. You know what's really cool, too? <laughs> Avery Jenkins. Yeah. Like, he has, you know, he's got a, a, a young child, and, uh, you know, he's a longtime pro, and he definitely doesn't play as many tournaments as he used to, and I've actually, like, heard, and I could be totally wrong, but I've heard he, like, there are certain courses that are too wooded or, or too weird that he's just like, ah, it's not worth my time, he doesn't play. Mm -hmm. So it's really cool to see him come out and do this thing for mm -hmm. charity and play well. Yeah, yeah. And then he's got, uh, um, he's been doing commentary, Oh, for doing the disc great golf job. world tour, uh, I I believe he's he's in in uh, out there for the European Open. He is. As he well, they just so. put out a promo video of the so. beast uh, that he um, did kind of the background 
the vocals, the voiceover for it. And it was awesome. He's yeah. like, he, he, he made me pumped. I'm yeah. stoked for European Open. So in Nokia, Finland, we have the European Open, which is coming up next week, which will actually have started by the time you listen to this podcast. Yep. Uh, we This is Wednesday night that we're recording, and it on uh, on the... On the second of June, which will be Thursday, this this uh, tournament will get underway. Yeah, and so by the time we talk about this, people will have teed off. You've got uh, big names are Paul McBeth and Ricky Wysocki. Uh Simon Lazat is there. KJ Naibo, who is uh, also there. Those are probably the the really big names um, that are. Yeah, that are out there at the European Open. This is now the third Disc Golf World Tour event. That that has occurred. So this is the uh, the event put on by UC Maresma and uh, Discmania, and it's their own tour series that is uh, that is in Nokia, Finland. So the course called the Beast, which is a very beautiful course. That they feature the the opening hole is a triple mando, a tunnel. Yeah, totally. Essentially. They they put up a. It's a like basically of, like goalpost. Like if you uh, went to a school that had like old school goalposts that were like a big H. Yeah. Like think about like throwing under it. Yep. Like that's kind of pretty much yeah. what what the mana looks like. So kind of a in, interesting uh, sh- kind of shot shaping uh, addition to the course design there, and they they feature it as the beast, but it's and a, and it's also got like the last three holes are. Bomber, bomber, crazy mm-hmm. holes with all sorts of OB, which is pretty cool. Yeah, there's a lot of OB in this tournament. It, 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 especially it, hole 18 is is definitely a strategy hole where you. Finish. I'm stoked that Waisaki's going out for that. Yeah, me too. Because there's not a lot of Americans playing. No, there's not. It's really just it looks like Waisaki and uh, and Macbeth, and let's see. Yeah, it looks like that's it. Wow, that's crazy. Um, oh no! So we got Waisaki, uh, Macbeth, uh, Toad McReynolds, who? Sean Capalco, Katrina Allen is playing this. Oh right! Interesting. Yeah. So Katrina Allen, the only female competitor in the field, it would appear, um, from what I can see. She also co- uh, competed in La Mirada against the field, so that'll be great to see how she. Finishes. I'm stoked to watch. She'll 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 crush. She is awesome. Yeah. So where do you think where do you think Katrina finishes now that we we put that in? How so how many Katrina competitors can, are there? One forty four, right? Yeah, that opens at one forty four. Um, I'm gonna say top sixty. Oh yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, I well, especially I mean, let me look at the field. Let me I'm gonna take it back. I'll say top fifty. It's not a huge difference, but I'm gonna say say top. Or can I say, what's twenty? Okay. Top twenty-five so percent. Her rating going point. into this is nine sixty-four. I which, will never be a nine sixty-four. Which definitely rates her in the top fifty in this field. She would be top thirty. It looks like from from my. my well, let's do it. My quick. Well, guess. how about why don't you do so, an over under? Okay, let's, let's do. So we I'm going to put the over under at twenty-five. And what are you taking? I'm taking the under. Wow. Well, I'll take the, I'll take twenty-six. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go over. She's been killing it. She lately. has, and, and I'm and I'm totally fine with whatever my my penance is for being wrong. I'm I would be happy to be wrong. Mm-hmm. I I want to be right. I think she could do really really well uh, at at this particular course, and I just want to see her succeed 
in in this tournament and that's no this is no small no no small uh accomplishment to go and and compete in a huge event well like i said it's it's a bomber course too there's yeah so it, that's that's great to see i i i forgot that she was the one of the only competitors in the other ones and uh and that she's keeping at it that's great that's really great so but this will be another event we'll get you know great video coverage from spin tv you know commentary oh, and video yeah. coverage. Oh, is there live coverage? And that yeah, there will be live scoring oh, and excited. going out on the Disc Golf World Tour scoring uh, social media platforms. So we'll get to see video as it goes, kind of like we did last time, um, and sh- should be great. You know. And by the way, if you want to complain about the quality of live coverage, <laughs> go do something else. Not cool. Free live coverage. I'll take whatever I can get. Yep. Thank you very much. Listen, I'll pay for some live coverage. I'll be honest. But looking forward to it, whenever we get, you know, really uh, well covered and it's a beautiful course, everything is well manicured, uh, just just a really great event and it's going to be fun to watch. Now, the meat of it, you got Paul McBeth versus Ricky Wysocki again. So we had the terrific finish with Ricky making that huge putt to win uh, just a week before and now we've got, with the weekend between, Ricky winning again. And then going out to Finland to play right. Paul right. Macbeth, who, big news this week. Yeah, I was saying. This is like, I was almost shocked to see this, but an article I came out shocked. today saying that Paul Macbeth was planning to change his putting style for this tournament because he feels that it will help with his knees. Like He mm-hmm. has a, a knee issue that is active, acting up in his current putting style and that changing from a more traditional kind of straight-ahead putting style to a straddle putt right. will allow him to practice more. So I would say he's a spin putter. Uh, yeah, he's got kind of a, sp- a combination of a spin and a push. Yeah, that's um, a good call. It's, he's not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't that's, call him. Yeah, yeah, you know, you're right. You're totally right. I wouldn't say that he's pure one or the other. He's definitely not a true spin putter uh, and not a complete push putter. Uh, but he's right. But, but, but so basically you're but saying, I, that won't change, but you're saying the, uh, and I don't, I don't care what it's looked like. And I don't think us. I, okay. I guess the last tournament he did lose was on a putt, but it was a pretty big putt. Yeah. But it's been his up game and things like that have, that have kept him away from first. I agree. So I would still say, granted, arguably he's the best putter in the game. I agree. To change his putt is huge news. Ricky is 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 uh, the second best, and only because I feel like Ricky can be kind of streaky sometimes. Yeah, and it, it seems like Paul McBeth is pretty consistent. And he's on a pretty no good what. streak, though. He is he's on, on a real good streak. Yeah, that. I think I think if you want to say like that, I would say like a, an amazing streaky putter would be like a Nico LeCastro. Yeah, I like agree. like if Nico hits, if he starts his round with a big putt he's he's nails for the rest of the round i agree um anyways so this is this is a huge deal i i mean most people are very comfortable and they putt by routine and they get themselves in the same position they do the same thing over and over again in their putts that's how i do it and and my and my worst my worst putt streaks my worst like putting iterations have been when i've decided to change Mm-hmm. How I putt when I've said like it's not yeah. working and actually I had this I'm not Paul McBeth but I definitely had a time where uh, and I still do if I'm like going uphill or I have like really weird footing I'll straddle putt mm-hmm. 
And there was a moment where I, like we played around and I hit like all my straddle putts and missed all my other putts. And there was a good like three weeks where I was like, I guess I'm just a straddle putter. <laughs> and it took me totally away from my game and made my putting so much worse, like leaving what had been working for me because like for one yeah. round it worked well. If you can master both, it's it's terrific. You have to be able to straddle putt with some sort of And these are pros, I mean, and to, he does, and he has, yeah. and, and they all do because they well, have weird footing I would venture a guess that this wasn't a spur-of-the-moment decision, that he has been practicing straddle putts consistently for a little while now. I mean, he doesn't practice very much, but I guess when he's practicing... <laughs> he's notorious for his practice. For yeah, that was, a, that was a joke. If you don't know about <laughs> for those, that, like, but, uh, that's, uh, that's So I would guess that. that he didn't do this, you know, just arbitrarily be like, you know what, my knee kind of hurts today, so I'm going to be a straddle putter. I would guess that he's been practicing and is feeling confident about it or he wouldn't do it. Well, and it, and it could but be huge I, too because... Listen, we talk about our fitness all the time. We're not the most fit gentlemen. Um, so even at the end of an 18-hole round, depending on like how I'm feeling that day, it takes a toll. So if I'm, if I'm playing three, four rounds in a three-day period and something I'm doing is making a part of my body ache a little bit more mm-hmm. than it should, that's real bad. Like it'll compound day by day. Yeah. So. He's been practicing, I'm sure, and two, if that really does keep his his body, you know, more in check throughout the entire tournament, it could be a huge swing. I'm just interested to see what it'll look like because, you know, we only see him straddle putt when he's in situations where it has been forced. So a straddle putt is when you are putting and you are basically facing the basket directly and your legs are set out on either side of you, spread out wide. So... So uh, oftentimes, most of the time, people do this when they say their disc is behind a tree. Mm-hmm. So they'll put their one foot at the marker of the disc behind the tree, and they'll stretch the other leg out to the side so they can get a straight line. Like parallel or slightly yeah. behind. So that, that's how a straddle putt comes into play. There are other players that straddle putt all the time. Like Nicola Castro. Like Nicola Castro, and, and even Ricky Wysocki, he's not a full straddle putter, but he, he's got like a staggered straddle. And I he's say. changed it up too. It's, it's a little less um, exaggerated. I think probably mm-hmm. even two years ago, it was a pretty exaggerated straddle, and, and Coling too, kind of mm-hmm. a, a big straddle, and they've both kind of brought their legs in a little bit and had more stagger mm-hmm. than, than prior. So... It's just an interesting, I wasn't expecting to see that today, and an interesting change, and we'll just have to see how it goes. I mean, uh, I assume that Paul Macbeth has practiced it extensively, and that's why he's doing it. I also assume that we'll be very uh, excited, and then jealous, maybe mixed order, um, and then disappointed in ourselves. <laughs> As to how, how easy he makes Ex- it look. Exactly. He's going to yeah. do well. Listen, he's going to do well. I think I think it's really easy to just be like, what happened to Paul McBeth? Yeah. Like what what happened to the champ? Yeah, we talked but about this last week. I know. He's he's still he's, he's, he's still playing well. really he's... really well. And and you know, it, were it not for some great shots by his competitors, he would probably have won some of these tournaments. You know, un un not I won't say unlikely shots, but low percentage yeah. shots that aren't made all the time have been beating him of late. But that's I mean so. that's the world of disc golf now too though. Mm-hmm. It's it's just those low percentage shots that have always been low percentage aren't anymore. Yeah. You know, like when when uh Waisaki won. There he had a forty foot putt that 
I'll, I'll say nine times out of ten, he hits. Yeah, he's he's normally pretty nails, especially in those pressure situations. So you know, it couldn't be that people. It could be a mixture of people <clears throat> making low percentage shots, mixed with him missing high percentage shots. Could have been, yeah. So, how does this play out? We, the, who, tell me who's going to finish third place in the European Open? We'll go third, second, first. <clears throat> Each of us. We'll all right, start with I'm, you. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna talk <laughs> this one through. Uh, it's gonna take me a minute to because third is my third is my big piece where I'm yeah um, I'm contemplating a lot. So uh, Lazat did not play uh, the Memorial, uh, our Masters, I mean, uh, which broke my heart because I picked him to win maybe. Uh, he didn't play, and that's my reference. I think you picked him playing. for third or something. Anyways, uh, so he's kind of in the doghouse. But I feel like he's stayed in Europe, and I'm wondering if he's been practicing on the beast for like two weeks now. It's possible. I don't know. But he could be rusty. I don't know. There's also KJ Naibo, who I have professed already my love for him. Um, he makes me feel good about not having a lot of follow-through on my drives. Mm-hmm. Super consistent. Uh, I think, you know, he's another one of those streaky putters. Mm-hmm. Like, if he's hitting putts, like, he's nails all day. Mm-hmm. But he can also get in a weird funk where he's I think he's both missing. Simon and, and, and KJ can be described that way. True. Totally. Um, but KJ KJ does not throw what... Okay. I'm gonna, I was going to go KJ number three, and I talked myself out of it. And we're going to have the same now. Probably. Uh, because... Because I just thought about the last like three or four holes and they're straight but bomber holes, and he can he throw. He has to land in them. He can Sometimes he goes for the gold and. Okay, okay. You know what? Just for just for <laughs> disparity, I will take KJ at three. <laughs> Joe f- picking KJ Naibo to finish in third. I think Simon Lazat is killing it. He is. He is. He was killing but, it. I mean, he. Had but a I'm not picking him to finish third. <gasps> I'm picking Paul McBeth to finish third. Ooh, dang, bro. Just because I think Ricky Waisaki and Simon Zott are playing better than he is right now. At this very moment in time, they're all incredible disc golfers, but those two are playing better. Okay. Okay. No, I get it. But I think what you were saying about... uh... Lasat worries me though because he throws those big crazy mm-hmm. low percentage shots. Yeah. So he could he could get himself in trouble real he, easy in he those last. Easily, he easily could. In that back nine, he could easily hit lots of OB. But I think Paul is playing very very well. But at these these other two, and I'm I've already revealed where I'm going in my in my next. Right, right. So I'll one. I'll go I'll go number two, um, and I love him. But just to combat your hatred, utter hatred of Paul McBeth. <laughs> I'm going to say Ricky Waisaki. Ooh, Ricky Waisaki finishing in second. Yep. And how could I hate someone who I own like 40 of his signature putter? Like You I've, also own like 13 Feldberg bosses. I've literally put money in Paul McBeth's pocket, like directly. I might as well have just like walked up and handed him some cash. Maybe you should do that. So Just to like combat how much you hate him. Pretty sure. In real life. <laughs> Not pretty sure. I'm certain I'm also wearing his shoes on the disc golf course. That is true. I need so, to get some, by the way. So, I, it's so your number safe two to say, is... I respect Paul McBeth. I'm taking right? Lazat as number okay. two. 
Well, I think it's it's obvious. Mm-hmm. Number one is Cage. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd take Paul McBeth. I just like you brought up, and maybe you just sold me on it. If he's switching his putting stance, he is confident in it. Uh huh. And I might even say that the reason he's been getting second is a confidence thing mm-hmm. because he's so overcome. <clears throat> he has been for the last few years, and I feel like. That might have been a big detractor. Maybe it's because of his body. Maybe mm-hmm. he just didn't feel comfortable on the course. Um, I'm ready for him to to be Paul Macbeth. Yeah. And this is his course. I think he's, well, I, two years, three yep, years in yep, a row. Yep. This is his jam. Um, mm-hmm. He's got every shot for it. And not that, that, not that Waisaki doesn't, uh, but... Maybe there's a little overconfidence going with uh, mm-hmm. some some hunger back in in Macbeth, <clears throat> and I I think Ricky Wysocki's gonna win. Yeah, I think he's just playing too well. I'm gonna ride the hot hand. Understandable. And I think that his confidence is at an all time high, and I just think he's gonna continue to play really really well, and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, but looking forward to it. I think I think. As much as I know that Paul has practiced straddle putts and he's probably going to be extremely proficient in it, it's still not the putt that he... I mean, his putting stance is... People mimic it. It's like it. It does. How many times do you see... So, uh, I'm going to get into it a little bit early. Just real quick about the Chancellor's Chumps. Mm-hmm. Like, his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Do you notice that, like, she does a little foot twist? She does. Like, she totally, like... Yeah. I do it. I, I'll be honest. I totally do it. Yeah. It's just part of, like, I'll grind that foot in and be like, why am I doing Like, there's so, no reason for me to do this. I'll be interested to see, like, how accurate that article, if, like, that putt completely goes away. Like, is he really not going to do that stance at all? Or is it, you know, going to be just for, for certain things? But I, that'll be interesting to see. Because I, I just... I, you know, maybe that's... I like don't his, know what it's going to look like. I mean, maybe it's inside the me. circle and outside yeah. he goes, or, or vice versa. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I don't know. I just... Yeah. So, it, I don't know what it looks like, and so you it worries have him, me. you have him outside the top three. No. Oh, you I, have been I picked third. him for third. third. Okay. I excluded Naibo. Which, Naibo very well could even win. I mean, he's... he's totally. He's that good. He totally so is. It's, oh, yeah. It's... Uh, and was it last year or two years ago that he had that, like, beautiful he, ace? It was two years ago. Yeah. Like a 375-footer. Yep. Yep. Like destroyer, turnover. Mm-hmm. He's beautiful. in the mix every time. Every single time. So... That's it, you know. He very well could just totally blow up our our top three. Listen, but the top four rated players, where you are pretty confident, will probably be the top four. I think so. In some sort of order. I think those four are significantly better than you know. There's a few other players out there that that are that are very good too. But I think those four are, are significantly better than the field. I could see um, Seppo Paju Paju. Being around there, because um, he's super streaky all all together. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah, we also have a couple of uh, tournaments stateside here. We have the Fort Stellicom Open. We have the Tennessee uh, Disc Golf State Championships, which is where uh, Bill Schustrick will be for his uh, you know basically his home state. He's a, a Tennessee guy, a very proud Tennessee guy. And then Fort Stellicom is where a lot of the other uh, the other uh, American pros are. So you've got 
you know, Nicola Castro is here and uh, Eagle McMahon, Paul Uliberry, uh, Devin Owens, um, you know, some some top rated players that are that are at Fort Stellacom. Uh, so semi kind of local Shasta Chris. Yeah, yeah. So that's a another good one out there. Uh, so we I think the European Open is the the main tag, but there will be a lot of other disc golf going on in in the next uh, in the next couple or in the next mm-hmm. few days coming up over the weekend, uh, going through there. But yeah, I look. For, I mean, we gave the the two top names, and I in those two, and I kind of expect them to be. I think Nico has a big, a big week, um, mm-hmm. and same with Schusterick. Mm-hmm. Those, those I hope so. Schuster both... better win. I I'm, he's in his home state. Yeah. He needs he needs to play well. Well, those guys just fly under the radar mm-hmm. too. If you looked at like the end of the year like rankings, they were right there at the top, um, but they weren't on these big card stuff, and they tend to kind of do stuff close to home or I don't know what. But they play great disc golf, and I think we're gonna see it. I think so too. I would I would be shocked if if. Uh... If Schusterick didn't win in Tennessee, yeah, just being that it's his home turf and everything, so for sure. But now we have our deer review, oh, our we world did famous it. disc and beer review pairing, and we know it's world famous because at least two people from out of the country have commented on uh, liking it. So exactly, world so famous. We have proof that, that it is in fact world. Famous might be the word that you could argue with us about, but world known. What is famous, guys? Yeah. Come on, let's be honest. <laughs> but we have, uh, for you today, we have the Pro Discus Rocket, which is a distance driver that rates as a, whoa, did you just open a beer? No. Oh, that's right. It's a disc and a beer. Review. It, was a, it was a snake. It, it hissed <laughs> at me. So Ever so slightly. Are you going to open me one too? Or? Oh, I thought, uh, I thought... Uh... Yes, <laughs> we, I thought we share one beer each episode. While bartender Joe tends to the to the cerveza, we've got the Pro Discus Rocket, which is a distance driver. That's uh, flight numbers come out as a speed of nine, a glide of four, a turn of zero, and a fade of three. So, this is a straight flying distance driver that does not have a ton of fade it does not have a ton of turn right not a ton of glide either and like i said yeah. at the nine i kind of think of it as a fairway i know it's only a distance driver in my world of way too many high-speed drivers that are um pretty close to obviously too big for my arm i still think of it as a fairway driver so we'll get to that a little later but we uh, we we will get to it over it is weeks <laughs> definitely a distance driver listen robin and, has an addiction i have my own <laughs> and we are pairing it with red rocket ale by bear republic which is an amber red ale mm-hmm. um that is uh by bear republic brewery which is out of cloverdale or healdsburg uh california um that they've got a lot of great beers and we are fortunate enough that they sent us this uh, beer to us. And another beer for later. So this will be the first of two Bear Republic beers that we will review. Not only that, actually. I'm we'll just probably do time. more down the line. Not only, they sent us another beer, too, just because they're cool. Yeah, they did. They, uh, we, we asked for two. They sent us both because they rock. And then they're like, hey, uh, have some other beer, too. And they also sent us some uh, Bear Republic stamped uh, discs. They sent us a Destroyer. An AVR and a Wraith. 
Right, which we will be giving out also to you guys. And in this edition of the podcast, we will do a uh, give you details for a contest to win both the Rocket and we've got a Wraith with a Bear Republic Racer 5 stamp on yeah. it that we'll be pairing with it. So we're going to give out two discs, as yeah. a matter of so, fact. So the winner this week gets two. So we already had our one, our uh, Marty Rock Throne Addict who won the compass from last week. Uh, this winner for this next week will get a chance to win two discs. So yeah. we're not going to keep and that going. And by the way, Marty, you can try and win again. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. lightning strikes twice. So, uh, you know, we're not going to continue that pattern. Like, it won't be three discs the next no. week and four no, after no, that. No, 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 no. But, uh, so consider yourself spoiled for this episode. Listen, we're gonna, I'm going to be honest with you, because you're going to mm. see pictures. I'm going to give you the truth. Um... Not like the disc, the truth. But that might be another giveaway, actually, down the line. Uh, so we got, once again, the Rocket came to us from Infinite Disc. They're awesome. They hooked us up. Um, and I actually don't think it's anything on them. I think it maybe is a Prodiscus thing. The stamp is just a little bit off on the Rocket. Mm-hmm. So you're going to see in pictures, but I just want to give you a heads up. Um, and purely because of that little, like, minor cosmetic defect, we feel like... It's only right to bundle it with another disc. With a disc that is perfect and completely unthrown. Yep. Like, we will not have... Right, yeah, yeah. It we, came directly we, off we the shelf. We threw this rocket for sure. Yeah. Um, but we, yeah, that the, the wraith that's coming with this is straight off the shelf. So I'd say the most interesting thing about the first impression you get when you grab this rocket is that the top of the flight plate, where it meets the, the edge, the rim, has a pronounced bevel. Yeah. On the top. A really weird feeling disc, I'll be honest. So, it, not something I'm used to seeing. You know, normally your disc has kind of... Sometimes they'll come out perfectly flat. Other times they'll you be rounded. You know, I guess rounded. it's kind of like... T-Devil has a weird little bevel. Yeah, and, and even the, the Vulcan is noted for having uh, right, kind of a similar thing. Right, but this is just smaller thing. and weird. This is, this is very pronounced on, on this disc. So, on the top portion of the disc, as it meets the rim edge... You've got a, a bevel that's probably, I don't know, maybe three-eighths or quarter of an inch right. uh, on there. So, very interesting. I, unlike any other disc that I've, that I've felt that has something like that. So, right off the bat, it's uh, got an interesting feel. Uh, you know, for me, a, a fairly, you know, middle-of-the-road rim width yep. on this thing. It's I it's, can power grip it easily. So, if you've listened to the podcast, you know yeah. where that stands. It's not super narrow. <clears throat> it's, it's all right. So... Yeah, it's it's what I would expect from a from a nine speed disc. My first, when I first got it in my hand, I thought it was a lower speed disc, um, just based on how it felt. And then when I threw it, even still, it it to me seemed like a lower speed disc. And I think that that's more a product of the low glide number, right? That it that it has, and then you know it has no turn also. So this is not what I would consider to be the type of disc that you want to go and try get big distance out of. No, totally. I was gonna to say too, if if you don't um, have a, a bigger arm, I guess maybe not a big arm, but the arms that we have are not huge arms. But I could see you know some of the guys we play with that have lower speed arms this being a lot more stable for them mm-hmm. than it was for us. Yeah. Um, for me, really, the, the numbers, the 9403, when I was throwing it, had I had to give it numbers uh, without looking at them first, 
That's mm-hmm. probably real close to what I would give. Yeah. I might drop the speed down a little bit. That's what I feel like, personally. I think that it's not. I might might have gone like a, a seven or an eight. Yeah. Um, but the glide and the turn and and the fade were super evident. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't have a big fade. You know, I could really crank it and flip it up to flat if I was throwing on a hyzer, but it wouldn't turn over. Um, it was consistent. I really, you know, I threw it a few times, and then I once I threw it a few times and kind of knew what it would do, I could set myself a marker across the field and say, I'm going to throw it over there and be able to get mm-hmm. it pretty much right where I wanted on, on the line that I figured it would go. Um, the cool thing is, you know, I think we even threw into some headwind today, and even if we threw on Anheuser, there wasn't even a second where I was like, oh, it's just going to turn over and yeah. go. I knew it was going to come back. It's a, it's a, it's an, it's a stable to overstable. Driver. Right. I'd say, I'd say stable to overstable in terms of, of how it felt. I mean, it, you're right. It wasn't fading a ton. So it, it, it's true that it wasn't really just, it's not going to be a disc that's just going to hook left like a firebird or something right, like right. that. You're not going to have, you're not going to have a big mm. fade at the end, which is nice if you have like, a long, um, not tunnel, but like a, an extra wide tunnel, mm-hmm. I, I could see it working. You're not going to worry about it hooking up and going way to the left. Uh, but for me, I have discs that do that. Yeah. You know, like I guess it, for me it's comparable to like a fresh T-Bird. Yeah. Um, okay. I don't, but, I don't know. But only, only because the T-Bird has a little more glide, I feel like. It, I think it definitely does. And, and that's kind of, I, I guess, I mean it in the sense that what and I would use this disc for would be what I'd use my T-Bird for. Gotcha. Is, is more so, I guess, the my reasoning behind what I'm saying. To me, this behaved like a Firebird with less fade. Wow. So, to, to me, like, the, the early part of the flight for this disc is like a Firebird. It just doesn't hook hard to the left yeah. at the end of it. But it, in that same speed range, you know, a Firebird is also a nine-speed disc. It also carries a, uh, a low glide number and a heavier fade. So, to me, this this felt like a Firebird that just doesn't fade as hard. So, um, it, 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 the, the rim width and everything and the stability, I, I think you can really, I think the biggest thing that you could take from this is this would be a great wind uh Windy day driver. Yeah, I guess I, I it didn't feel and to me. It I did wasn't... forehand it. Oh, too. Oh, tell me about so, that. Uh, and and listen, uh, Robin is the one in this podcast to talk about forehands because I could throw it forehand twenty times and have twenty different results for you. <laughs> but uh, it did take uh, forehand throws very very well. Um, it got got. Good distance and nice finish on it too. I think that was probably the part that, that worked out best for me. I I wouldn't I wouldn't use this too often as a backhand disc, but I would use it for intermediate forehand shots. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so. I feel like with Firebird doesn't fit for me. Uh, I feel like my Firebird. I only own one Firebird. I don't have an awesome, beautiful glow. Well. Sexton Firebird. I, you also have a non-Sexton Glow Firebird that's also <laughs> beautiful. I do. Uh, but I have I have a, a, a standard Champion Firebird that I have somewhat beat, and I feel like it hooks up way faster. This I could get out, I feel like, a lot further than I could mm-hmm. with a Firebird. Like I said, I could flip it up a little bit, 
Um, it would go straight and then not mm-hmm. have a big fade. Like, I think for me, it was more like a, a straight shot with a little bit of fade. So if I knew yeah. I needed no, to Yeah, no, I agree. So, I and mean... And the difference in the flight numbers between the Firebird and the Rocket are basically flip-flopped on the glide. So the, the Rocket has a glide of four and a fade of three, and the Firebird has a glide of three and a fade of four. Okay, well, that makes so sense. To that's, me, this that's, was that's like, a, like a... I just felt that it, it didn't fade as much. You could get it out a little straighter, but the overall feel of it, you're not, you don't feel like you can bomb this disc. Like no. It, it doesn't, nope. it doesn't nope. want to go far. Exactly. And that's what I said. I kind of, <laughs> I dialed it in when yeah. I can get out this distance, um, on this line and I could recreate it yeah. pretty easily, which is, which is a good world for me to live in. But like I said, the only places that that would really work for me, I, I already have a T-Bird to do that yeah so but it and it um i mean it's it's it was an interesting disc it was fun throwing a disc that i really i had no preconceived notion about at all so that was that was one of the things i enjoyed the most is that i had my own thoughts about it in general but i really did not know a ton about this disc and and i and i think and i could be totally wrong i'm pretty positive we have the premium plastic and they also have ultrium Mm -hmm. um I dig the plastic. Yeah, it's really nice plastic. It's grippy. Mm-hmm. I would cons- I would I would compare it to like star plastic. Yeah, um, I it agree. might be a little more sheen than than a standard star, uh, but it, it's good plastic. It's a nice disc. I've, like I said, I've never thrown pro discus. Um, I definitely now want to check out more pro discus discs. But uh, yeah, let's move to the beer and then we can give our overall. Yeah, yeah. So we have the Red Rocket Ale. Uh, by Bear Republic, who was kind enough to send us this along with the others. So between Bear Republic and Infinite Disc, we had have ourselves a Hell yeah. great... And they sent us a six-pack of it, which we may or may not have consumed during this episode. It's up yeah. to you to decide. <laughs> but, uh, so, a great... I, I'm really personally a big fan of Red Ale. Yeah. I, I like the... Uh, oh, yeah, no, I do too. They are... If you know my wife, you know I like reds too, so... <laughs> weird. It's not that weird. It's just me professing my love for my wife. How's that weird? Not cool, dude. <laughs> so, we have uh, the Red red Ale, Red Rocket by Bear Republic, which is an American Amber Red Ale, strong at 6.8% alcohol. Which it, I, I never would have even thought, actually. it's Really? I... I it doesn't hit like I, I mean. I, I mean, I usually hit super hoppy, bitter beers, yeah. and it's not. It's kind of sweeter, yeah. Which which also lends itself to alcohol a lot of times with the I, sweetness. I do think this has a lot of hop character to it. It personally. totally does. It totally does. Uh, but it is smooth, and it's got it's a little bit sweet and malty, of course, which is very common of of red ales. Uh, you know, it's thick. The it keeps a little bit of head to it, even you know after you've poured for a while, it'll it'll carry a little bit of head. So, uh, great beer by Bear Republic, which is a terrific brewery. One of a couple oh, yeah. of our favorite beers yep. ever come from them. Yep. And we're lucky enough to live very close. So if you get a chance to get Racer Five, which is right. probably the most widely distributed, it, it is. And that's and that's probably I'll be honest. Um, so they are a local brewery, and and I'm tired of I, I'm not gonna uh, apologize for going local anymore because we have really good breweries around here, mm-hmm. uh, and they send us free beer, so you can't complain about that uh you know i always went with the racer you know if there's a 22 around and 
I was going to pick something of the store, you know, Racer. It's a great, it's an amazing IPA. Yeah. But I knew this existed, and like I said, we saw the rocket, mm-hmm. and uh, I decided to reach out, and I was lucky enough that they said, cool, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm stoked, actually. Uh, this is a good beer. It is. It is. It's it, It's smooth. It's got a lot of malt character to it, as we talked about before. Um, it, it It's reasonably carbonated i'd say i was trying to describe it with like the head you know the, yeah being that there was kind of a, continuously a little bit of foam on top of this beer but uh just kind of moderate level of, of carbonation to it too um it it's almost a little creamy yeah no yeah. definitely definitely so uh and then but you can you, the the hop it's kind of got like a a sweet hoppy flavor to it it's like a hopped up red <clears throat> yeah it's like what it is it's exactly. a it's a it's a hopped up like scottish red so if, if you're into reds you're going to dig it. If you're into IPAs, you're going to dig mm-hmm. it. Um, super drinkable. It's got a little bit of sweetness, which is which is great, but it's not overpoweringly sweet. Like, it's not like a pineapple cider, you know? It's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a clean little sweet with a nice little bitter at the end. It's got the hops, the malt. It's good. I, uh, I will, in all honesty, like I said, I always went for Racer 5, but I'll probably start switching up, mm-hmm. which I guess can... Move us unless you have anything more to our. Uh... No, no, I, I, I love the Red Rocket Ale. That definitely should be drinking it more often. Yeah, yeah, and you know right. what? I actually probably will. Although uh, I have rolled with Racer Five more than once, or almost regularly. And Racer Five is the stamp that is on on the, the disc, the right. DX Wraith that we're going to send out with right. this rocket. So uh, you'll get. A sweet Racer 5 stamp. That's why we brought up a second beer in this. Right. Uh, well, I also bring it up like a reference. So, uh, Racer 7-2, this is 6-8. Mm-hmm. This is probably more manageable for the course. So, I almost might even start replacing those that I would get for a round with this. Because they're usually, you know, where you can get one, you can get the other. And I just I think have so. never yeah. gone to grab Red Rocket. But now that I have been drinking it, I'm in. Like, this is definitely going to come out... On the course with me. Mm-hmm. I agree. This is great beer. I would happily bring this out. Perfect, perfect beer. Right, and it's and it comes in twenty two, which we've talked about. Like I, it's easy to roll twenty twos out instead of like multiple this, twelve ounce this bottles. This does or come in the the twenty two ounce. Yes. Brown bomber. Yep. Mm-hmm. Fits in the bottle keeper re- real nice. <laughs> so I agree. I I would absolutely bring this out. It's great beer. Um, and then as far as the rocket, the disc. Like I said, I have discs in my bag. Like, I feel like between my Thunderbird and my T-Bird, pretty much any shot I would use this mm-hmm. for is, is covered. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It was interesting to use it, but it, it certainly did not No, and I, and I liked it way more than I thought. I really yeah. was like, I've never thrown Pro Discus. I don't know about this thing. And mm-hmm. then I saw it with the stamp a little bit off, and I was like, ugh. I guess I have to go throw this. And I was I was really pleasantly surprised. It's, it's also a max weight. Um, yeah. It's not a bad disc. It really isn't. If you're looking for something um, like an intermediate distance or you're just starting to uh, club up, I guess, instead of club down, mm-hmm. it's it's not a bad disc to check out. No. I, I feel like the name's a little misleading Yeah, based on it because yeah. it, it doesn't seem as fast as, as the name would suggest when you throw it. It, it really isn't a... I mean, well, no. In Finland, they call uh, darts rockets. You didn't know that? Oh, okay. I just no, I have up. no I idea. What you're I totally about. just made that up. Sorry. Well, that was that wasn't very nice. I'm sorry, but uh, 
But it, it doesn't seem... I mean, I think you would have to have a huge arm to get this disc out to 400 feet. Like, I don't even know how to do it. The, it just... It was... Uh, it just seemed to just go out there. It would hit straight. A little bit of light fade. There's so many different ways I can get a disc out to those sorts of distances. Um, and with, yeah, with I don't a lot really of different know. flight lines. So, it, I think it would be... A useful a useful forehand disc in in certain situations but um, I agree with you there's there's not really a place for it in in my bag and I have a lot of other discs currently that do I think the same thing better yeah I you know yeah. get get it get the same because I think the thing we liked about it most was that you really could trust it not to turn over on you but I have a lot of discs that I right. can trust not to right. turn over for me that have more glide and, you know, I can see them go straight for much further and if I power down and have them fade or use, I, I, I could get these same lines with the Firebird with, with yeah. just a little Anheuser to. And so maybe that's the thing too. If, if you love your Firebird and it's like a go-to, but that fade is killing you, like maybe this is something to check out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if you so. want it to, to finish more in the middle rather than left, like. So. Obviously, you know when I'm comparing it, I'm, I've compared it to the Firebird a couple of times. It's nowhere near the fade of a Firebird. It's not no. going to go left no. like the Firebird no, 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 is. No, no, no. I'm mostly referring to the high speed portion of the flight, mm-hmm. the early portion out of your hand of the flight. What out of your like. hand, it behaves and feels like a Firebird. It just doesn't finish as hard left. So that was that was my impression of it. But yeah, it doesn't really have a place for me. I, I don't, you know, I didn't. There wasn't a thing that I didn't felt I feel I could get from other discs right, that I already right, have. Right. And uh, just good disc, but but not quite there. So we both love the beer. We both think the disc has uh, potential. It has and we merits. It, it's just but, not. But it wasn't for us. Yeah. All right. So, so that's, that's, that's two out of four. So it's not you, it's me uh, on the disc. And, uh, right, we, we love the disc, but it's our fault that we don't love the disc. I don't know that we love the disc. We like the disc. It's a yeah. good disc. It's yeah. definitely a disc that's worth owning for someone, but that's that's not mm-hmm. us. You know, if if, if randomly uh, you fall onto a pro discus team, you're gonna be stoked. Yeah, you got a good disc, but um, there's just a lot more comparable things or better things that uh, I'm not about to go and get. But to each their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got. Two out of four. I'm trying to. I'm trying to compile. So half and half. We both love the beer. The disc is a no go. What do, What are you calling this, Joe? Kind of want to use some of like the ones that we heard this week in in comments. Um, like the pro side chain out. Pro side chain out, or like uh, an uh, like an all chain bogey. <laughs> you know, like like, like, uh, like the all chains bogey. Save. Like like an all, all chains bogey save. I like pro side chain out. I do. Yeah, I'm down. We'll go pro side chain out. in honor of the. Uh, I like it because I don't you remember did, who commented. I don't that. know either, but it was awesome. But you did real good, but it just didn't. Yeah, just didn't stick. Yeah, just didn't didn't quite fully stick. We both love the beer from from Bear Republic who was kind enough to send it to us and sponsor, you know, part of this episode and a disc giveaway that we will be sending on to you. But the disc, not so much for us, but on our social media outlets, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, we'll be giving you a chance to win this uh, Pro Discus Rocket along with a Wraith with the Racer 5 stamp. We'll give both of them out to one person. And we're going to do the same thing we did last week. 
which is I'm going to post it up to all of our uh, various social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if uh, there'll be instructions on those. And for you, the listener, if you comment in those sections with something from this episode that lets us know. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to one up it. Uh, I'm going to say that comment should be, it doesn't have to be, but I would love to know what your putter of choice is. Ooh, that'd be great. That's perfect. Tell us what your putter of choice is. Because if, if you haven't already noticed, either through our social media or through this podcast, uh, Ram is a hardcore putter addict. <laughs> like, he owns more putters than you do um, discs. And I'll go even like all the discs in your house, like disc golf discs, CDs, records. Put them all <laughs> together, count that number up. Robin probably owns more putters than you do of those combined. I don't know about that. Plus, addiction... <laughs> it keeps adding every day because you're addicted. Addiction implies some sort of negative consequence that's affecting my daily life. And I frankly think that all my putters are making my life better. They are now. So <laughs> When you're getting close to rock bottom and you're doing dirty things for putters, <laughs> then we'll talk. That's gross. <laughs> but, uh, I was talking so, about like, fishing them out so of yeah, lakes, com- bro. Weird. <laughs> comment on... Uh, on one of our outlets, let us know what your favorite putter is and what putter you're trying out. Something to do with a putter, and uh, we'll double your chance to win these discs. So the people that just follow the instructions on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, they'll get one entry into this raffle. Those of you that listen to this podcast and follow these directions about commenting about putters, you will get a second entry in, giving you twice the chance to win. Right. So. Right. And regardless of all that, we love to hear from you. We really, we really do. Um, and congrats to uh, Marty Ickes, Ickes, Ickes. So, uh, who won our uh, compass from this last week. We'll be sending that out to him shortly. And hopefully when he gets it, he'll post that on his social media so you all know that it's a real thing. And yeah. <laughs> we're not uh, just joking. Super ironic that, that a guy whose uh, handle is Rock Throwing Addict now will be the owner of a new compass but who knows man it might take over maybe you'll be his maybe you'll be his first step but towards becoming a trilogy thrower and uh latitude 64 compass just taking that rock three out of his bag yeah or it's his first step to being a buzz guy who knows (laughs) it could be that too but congratulations to marty and uh, we'll throw that out on our social media and uh that'll be great Perfect. What are our social media? Tell us. Yes. So uh, you can follow us on Twitter at The Disc Pod, on Instagram at The Disc Golf Podcast. We're on Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash The Disc Golf Podcast. Pretty much between those three, you can get whatever info you need. You can yeah. see all our cool stuff. We post all of them. Um, between the two of us, we will respond to you pretty quick, pretty much regardless yeah. of where. We love uh, direct messages. Uh, you can also here's a here's a fun uh, thing for your minds. DGP Rob on uh, Reddit is Robin, and DGP Joe underscore Joe. I'm also on there. Robin's on there a lot more. But uh, if you come across us on on the Reddits, please say nice thing because I also know uh, you know it's a place you can be anonymous <laughs> and not be as cool. But please don't downvote my comments. Right. If, hey, you know, if you can't upvote, or I mean, don't, if you don't, don't like vote them, go ahead. But, you know. Yeah. But, but yeah, check us out. Uh, so, we'll, I will throw out instructions on Friday morning, which is when this podcast will be, be dropping on the how to win these discs. And you know what to do from there. 
Right. So that'll be great. And as always, if you do go buy disc, hit up Infinite Discs. Use our promo code DG Podcast Delta Gamma Podcast. Nice. To get ten percent off your entire order. Right. And like I said, uh, you know, it helps you and it helps us. We want to keep that relationship going, and that definitely helps us do that. Uh, beside that, one more big shout out to Infinite Disc for hooking up with Plastic, but also Bear Republic Brewery yep. in Healdsburg for hooking up with us up with some beer and some discs that we're just going to turn over straight yeah. to you, unblemished, unthrown with beautiful stamps. So that uh, those two companies, Infinite Disc and Bear Republic, are the reason that, that we're able to give these discs away uh, to you guys. So that good on them and we love you know partnering with these various companies infinite discs is awesome bear republic was just you know they sent us more than we even asked for so yeah so that was great. terrific and uh we're going to turn it over to you so as always thank you very much for listening i hope you have a great round this weekend coming up and hope you take in some disc golf some of the live coverage that'll be coming through on on uh instagram and twitter for the disc golf world tour will be no doubt a good follow. Get on to Central Coast Disc Golf. Watch the Champs versus Chumps YouTube video. Oh, it's great. With Nate Sexton commenting, doing the play-by-play. It is just Nailing like, it. Uh, just, I'm like on the floor laughing. It, it is so incredibly good. You have to watch that video. Nate Sexton is going to put us all out of work no matter what we do. Like, he'll kill us on the disc golf course. He gets on and he can do the commentary. He's just clown. Oh, it's, it's so it. good. It's so good. For it's sure. It's so good. Uh, so. As always, throw stuff at the stuff. Yep. Get out and play some disc golf.